Hey everyone, and welcome to Call Say Blink But Not For Me, where my chair is squeaky as fuck. Uh, I am your co-host, Declan Verbencourt. I'm your uh, other co-host, Aubrey Hodgkinson. Declan, did you know that today in 1964, Lyndon B. Johnson signed the Civil Rights Act? Damn. That's real shit. That's, that's really awesome and cool. I looked up today in history to do a funny bit to see if anything funny happened today, but the Civil Rights Act was signed today. It's that's not funny. That's so, actually just kind of cool. Yeah, for real. Today too in bad, history, super cool things happened. Too bad that it had to happen in 1964 and not, you know, hundreds of years earlier, but whatever. Right. <laughs> Take what we can get, I guess. Fucking Eesh. assholes. Fucking yeah. whites. What a bunch of chumps. Yeah, and we're just, we're continuously going back in time now with all this extra bullshit. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that's right. Roe v. Wade was overturned in between yeah. this episode and our last episode. Yeah, that fucking blows. Yeah, literally one of the worst things that could ever happen. Like, our official stance, call a safe point but not for me, supports women and their rights to abortions. Exactly, and their rights in general, you know, just because, like, I don't know, if we're, all, we're all, it seems like America's just going backwards. Fuck you, uh, Uncle Sam. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. um yeah uh we're gonna be talking about uh hickville usa louisiana um resident evil 7 that's where that takes place um so uh, correct me if i'm wrong but or no never mind i i am just objectively wrong uh, i was gonna say this is your first completed resident evil game but no we did two for the show i'm an idiot yes this is our <laughs> this is my second resident evil game that i've ever beaten and I, I would have liked to have continued Leon's story going off of two, but, uh, you know, the the remake was announced, and now I feel as though we should wait for that, but mm-hmm. either way. Uh, Resident Evil 7, super cool, super awesome. What'd you think? Uh, I, I actually really fucking liked it. I think I like it a lot more than I liked uh, 2 Remake. Yeah? Yeah, for sure. I What's think, that? like... I don't know, because, like, when I first started playing, I was like, oh, man, the gameplay in this is really fucking clunky. Like, mm-hmm. even for playing on console, because I was playing with a controller, which... Yikes. Um, I mean, it wasn't terrible, I think. Like, it could have been worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as the, ca- as the game kind of went on, it, like, I actually started to get more engaged. And I ended up, like, when we finished it, like... I don't know. I guess we'll just kind of put out like a blanket spoiler alert for the episode in case we talk about spoilers. But like the ending of that game has like stuck with me in a way that I didn't expect it to. And I I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's that's what what happens, bro. Resident Evil games. Super cool. They they really like to. uh, I don't know, uh, be weird out of the box. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I enjoyed watching you, except for the last time we played. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I was like, I was definitely brain dead during some of those, some of those mm. segments. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> I, I was like screaming. <laughs> um, there's this puzzle you have to do later in the game, and um, I knew what you're supposed to do, <laughs> but. Um, it involves this this bomb that's gonna go off in this room. I was like, okay, pull the thing off the wall. So uh, she does that, 
and then picks up the bomb and <laughs> runs run the opposite end of the it. room. Yeah, and I'm like, put it in the wall! Put it in the know. wall! I didn't know what I was supposed to do with it, I'm sorry! So you start running away from the fucking hole that's supposed to go in. Oh my god, luckily you didn't die. That was It was so fucking hilarious. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Unironically uh, fucking funny. Um... <laughs> So that being said, this is a relatively short game. Um, so there aren't a ton of areas, but what would you say was the best area slash part of the game? Uh, the best area... Hmm. I don't know, because, like, I won't... I This is going to come as kind of a surprise to you, I imagine. But the part of the game that I liked the most was the ship. Really? Yeah, like... The ship sucks. It does suck, that's the thing. <laughs> but the thing I like about it, like, going through the actual ship blows. But, like, the game, like, that's the point of the game where, like, everything, like, all the dominoes kind of start to fall into place and, like, the story starts to make sense, you know, like, how Mia ended up in this place, how um, Ethan is connected to it, and all this shit. And it's, like... You know, like I said earlier, like, it, like, it sticks with me in a way. Like, it's, like, you know, Resident Evil, uh, at certain times can be kind of corny. Um, but, like, I don't know. This game, like, it kind of, like, it just, it gets across the message that it tries to send in a very interesting way. And it's, like, um... It's like a twist I genuinely didn't expect, you know? Like I mm-hmm. like I I had no idea going into it that this game was going to end the way it did and I was like actually genuinely blown away. I I mean even while we were playing I was like holy shit, that's what happens and I was mm-hmm. like I was like amazed. It was really fucking cool. Very very uh when when I first saw it I had the same reaction. Now it's kind of like common knowledge to any Resident Evil fan, but like, damn, like going back and seeing it, it was a pretty cool, uh, it was pretty cool to see your reaction to it. Mm-hmm. And especially like growing up, not being a fan of Resident Evil games and just kind of hearing like from an outside perspective, like, oh man, this series really fell off with like five and six. It mm-hmm. like it genuinely makes me understand like why people love resident evil again, because this game is like unironically really fucking good. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, I-, I think I like the, uh, the actual house. I think the house is one of the, like it's this pretty much the starting area and the, uh, um, where you spend most of your time. But I think it's like a really, it's really like designed well. Mm-hmm. Um, even the basement, even though it kind of sucks to go through, um, <laughs> is uh, is cool in my opinion. I just uh, and uh, that's where you use all the keys and stuff. And I don't know, I, I really like it in there. Um, the cop is super annoying though. <laughs> yeah, Whenever... that's like genuinely one of the most incompetent cops I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> it's almost like. I can't tell. I wonder if he's written that way on purpose. <laughs> like, I wonder, I wonder if they wrote him to be a fucking moron on purpose. 
Because, <laughs> like, he's like, genuinely stupid. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, man, uh, cops suck. Here you go. Like, yeah, this one's I was, really like, I was blown away. And then they make you stick your hand down his fucking gullet, and it sucks. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, gross factor things in this game. Um, a little less horror, but more, like, focusing on, like, weird, like, um, masses of flesh. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, it's definitely, like... It definitely centers around, at least in the early hours of the game, like, once you kind of get into the ending, it gets a little more, like, supernatural and esoteric. Um, mm-hmm. But the beginning of the game definitely focuses on a lot of, like, um, like body horror and yeah. shit like that. It It's almost reminiscent of, like, World of Horror in that way, because both of those games centered around, like, a lot of the minute-to-minute gameplay is a lot of, like, grotesque body horror, which is kind of an mm-hmm. interesting parallel that I didn't really realize at first. Until just now. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Um, which, you know, body horror is fine, but um, it, it doesn't really scare me as much as, uh, like, the esoteric stuff does, but I do think that uh, it's important for the uh, the lore of the, uh, the Baker residence, like... Um, and like what's going on in there, like showing how their regenerative power works and like how insane they all are from it, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. This game is is kind of what kicked me into liking Resident Evil when it came out. Um, I wasn't like a huge fan before. I'd played 4, but I hadn't finished it at that point. Um so, fun little Declan Vervencore fact, um, Resident Evil 7 is uh, my my base for my love of uh, Resident Evil games. <laughs> you're, you're a fake fan. I am a fake fan, but I'm less of a fake fan for going back and playing the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it's got to be good if it hooked other people into it. Yeah, for sure. I think it's, like, the thing that I kind of like about Resident Evil 7 that I've talked about in, like, previous episodes with other horror games is, like, Mm -hmm. a horror game where you can defend yourself is a lot easier for me to stomach. Uh, You know, I especially brought this up in the last episode where, like, Mm -hmm. you have no means of defending yourself and it's all running away. But this game is, like, it's much more manageable because the game gives you those means to defend yourself which is something i've always kind of appreciated about like resident evil games and mm-hmm. certain like action horror games of this genre is you know give it Eventually, the game giving you that means because i think like in my opinion i think a horror game in which you can defend yourself like and the game gives you the means to defend yourself is a much better designed game i kind of think that like horror games that just kind of set you up to run away and hide aren't always necessarily as interesting because Mm -hmm. you know i just think i don't know i think it it's harder to feel engaged in those types of games because like the game design is inherently meant to you know keep you away from the action and avoid things whereas in in action horror games like this like everything is much more in your face but you also have the means to 
you know, repel those things. And that's always something I've kind of just appreciated about these games. Yeah, but that being said, um, you are also a lot more afraid of games where you can't defend yourself. So, I mean, obviously there's a little uh, pros and cons that come with it. That's true. Like, but I think, I don't know. I don't really, like, I... I still kind of see... I don't know. I don't really necessarily see that as a con because, like, I just straight up don't like games that don't give you the means to defend yourself because it's just, like, at that point, it's, like, so stress-inducing that Mm -hmm. it's just not fun anymore, you know? Like, I remember bringing up in the Outlast episode that, like, I almost straight up, like, (laughs) freaked out and had a panic attack because I was, like, so, like, anxious. But, like, I never really got that feeling in Resident Evil 7 just because, You had the like, G19, you had the Glock, you had the strap. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm strapped. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, I'm ready to go. Like, I'll bust <laughs> a cap in a motherfucker if I have to. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why I had to pick up Outlast, because I'm not as scared of that. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's basically, it's just down to, like, preference with these titles. Yeah. Like, especially in horror because like there's games like mirror's edge where you're not supposed to fight too much but it's not a horror game you're supposed to like run away from these things but like it's a lot more manageable because i mean you're a fucking badass bitch doing parkour i don't know (laughs) yeah i think it's like it's the i was thinking about this um with like return of the oberdin uh, mm-hmm. specifically, but it does like it does sort of apply to this. It's this idea of like active versus passive gameplay, right? Like horror games uh, where the whole point of it is to like run and hide are very much more like passive gameplay because the events kind of just happen around you. But in like mm-hmm. an action horror game where you can defend yourself is more active because you're like, you know, I mean, obviously you're taking on a more active role. Like you are you are you are the thing that is stopping the enemies from coming after you right Mm -hmm. and i think like i think they both they both have their advantages but i think for the kind of person that i am who just kind of doesn't inherently enjoy horror genres as much as you know like you do uh i think you know i think that more active like being able to defend yourself is just sort of something that I've always kind of gravitated more towards. Yeah. And something I noticed too is um, you seem to feel the need to fight every single enemy that came at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even if you were like super low on bullets, you, you would just like, would keep on throwing yourself at it. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, dude, just run away. <laughs> it, was like, it was almost like it wasn't an option to you. Like, it wasn't. Like, I swear to God. Like, I didn't block, I didn't run away. I just faced those motherfuckers head on. I know, and I was like, dude, you don't have to fight every single enemy, but you're, like, training them around like it's Black Ops Zombies. <laughs> literally, yes. I literally would run circles around them like it's fucking, like I'm in fucking Derizon truck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you would take, like, a shit ton of damage, too. I'm like, dude, you're, you're actually gonna die. Or, like, it, it would be, like, right before a boss fight that I knew was coming up, and I was like, stop wasting your ammo. You have two shotgun shells and ten bullets. What I'm, like, do? fucking... I'm like Moon Knight in the Marvel comics. Like, I would much rather take a hit and know that I would be able to take down my enemy than block or run from a fight. <laughs> yeah. <I've... laughs> that is a, a blessing and a curse in disguise, because fuck, like, there's a lot of times I was like, God damn, just, like, leave. <laughs> and you're, like, hitting them with a knife. <laughs> well, you... you don't have any ammo left. 
that also kind of plays into this. Like, you know, you're a, you're a seasoned vet of this kind of genre. Like I've like, I've always, I don't know. I just like, my instinct was always to just like take down every enemy that I saw because like, I, like God knows if it's ever going to come for me again, you know, especially in this game where you have to do like a lot of backtracking. My brain was just like, you might as well take it out now. So you don't have to fucking worry about it later. And for the most right. part, it worked. You should have killed me when you had the chance kind of deal. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, like, I am kind of just like a a professional horror game player. <laughs> <laughs> you're and fucking so, MLG. You're an MLG horror game player. Yeah, my, my horror game sense is heightened, but I don't know, man. I was... <laughs> I, I, that whole time you were playing, I I was trying so hard not to be backseat gamer, but it was, it was very hard. <laughs> there were definitely <laughs> moments in that game though where I was just playing like a brain dead child. Like yeah, and you would like, <laughs> I was <laughs> making some of the fucking dumbest decisions ever. Yeah, <laughs> like to to be fair though, <laughs> I wasn't. I should preface this: I'm not an idiot. I just wasn't sober. <laughs> <laughs> like I played a majority of this game not sober, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just like I'm like stressed out the whole time, like fucked off my ass, and I'm just, just yelling like, at you. <laughs> over there, like go put the bomb in the hole you just opened. <laughs> that I think there was like more than a handful of times that I was like. Dude, <laughs> I I would have I would have let you figure it out, but uh, I decided that it was very it would apparent be... that I wasn't going to figure it out. Yeah, uh, like I, I would have let you figure it out, figure it out, but like I I didn't want to sit there and watch you figure it out for the next hour. So. <laughs> there were multiple times where you would just be like, I like I wanted to tell you like. There would be a direction I have to go into, and I'd be walking in the opposite direction. And then you would be like, "I, <laughs> I wanted to like not tell you, but then I remembered that it would be annoying for me to, <laughs> to watch you <laughs> sit there and try to figure it out on your own." So I just cut you off at the pass. <laughs> yeah, my like, my exact fair. my exact words are, or, yeah, um, my exact words were, I, "I I wanted to let you struggle, but then I did the Doctor Strange thing where I saw everything." <laughs> foreseeable future and decided that it wasn't worth my trouble you were like this is this is only going to be funny for like 10 seconds and then i'm gonna yeah, be annoyed and then I'm gonna the be mad. Yeah. <laughs> and you were doing like dumb shit like you would fight an enemy and then you would like somehow get turned around and then be like okay i'm going this way and then it's just directly where you came from i'm like god damn turn that the fuck happened around. that happened probably every time i fought an enemy too that and in the fucking salt mine when you were like we had to push the uh cart and then you turned around after pushing it to the dead oh my end. god like, yeah what are you doing <laughs> i definitely played this game like a fucking idiot oh man and like you were trying to find the safe room or no you were trying to get out of the uh the um the lake house and you kept on just running in circles. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, because that you house is a loop, and door. I kept getting, I kept getting lost in the loop. Couldn't find the fucking door. I was like, oh my god! Uh. <laughs> Especially I... in the ship, we spent probably an hour and a half. We oh spent an hour and a half on the it first so floor. On one that single ship, floor. That ship navigating it fucking sucked. It was awful. Oh my god! And then you were like, 
how do I get out of here? I, I can't figure it out. And there's the elevator door that you had to open to jump down. But, like, yes. you just kept running in circles. Whew. Damn. I will say, though, like, every time, like, part of, like, something that I realized about the horror genre recently, and I'm sure I've said this in previous episodes, too, but, like, horror almost, like, horror, like, the horror genre just in general, like, Mm -hmm. it almost, it it makes, like, horror genre is made to be experienced with other people, I think, because, like the game is horror but it sort of turns it turns real life into a comedy almost because you like yeah. every time you get jump scared like you're laughing about it and you're having a good time and like you and I would just make fun of the like the enemies that would come by or like some of the like horror story beats that would happen like every like i fucking like <laughs> love of cheesy dialogue yeah, exactly. Like, I love experiencing horror with, like, other people because it's way more fun that way because you get you get to, like, excuse me. Oh, my God. I'm, like, burping up a storm. But you get to <laughs> burp tropolis. <laughs> what the fuck? But anyway, you get to, like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. I'm sorry. <laughs> keep the episode going. I'm sorry. Do we have no, to leave no, that no. in now? Yes, we do. Now go. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> but, like, being able to experience horror with other people, like, sort of, it mitigates the anxiety of it. And it's just, like, it makes it fun to, you know, be in the same room with other people and, like... You know, knowing that you're also, like, you're not the only scared person. Like, other people are scared around you. And being able to be a part of that shared experience, I think, in my opinion, like, greatly enhances, like, not just horror games, but, like, you know, movies and TV shows and shit. Yeah. I, I get you. Because then, then, you know, you're, like, you're not alone. Like, the... Yeah. Um, the... What's the word look for? Like, the companionship. In yeah. being scared. Exactly. We also came up with Baba Skinty. <laughs> Baba Skinty. Yes. <laughs> Which Baba is Skinty. Word. It's a funny word that I made up. Anyway. <laughs> Baba Skinty um, is Declan's porn star name. It's true. You find me on OnlyFans under Baba Skinty, but actually... <laughs> OnlyFans.com slash Baba Skinty. Yeah. It's not real. Oh, sorry, I'm stretching. So, I mean, we, we've kind of covered, like, a lot of the game just, like, by talking about just random shit, because there's not, like, a whole ton. Like, the, the game is short. Res- all Resident Evil games are, like, super short if you mm-hmm. play them right. And uh, I'm not even going to lie, it probably would have been, like, a... <laughs> uh, like a 20-hour gameplay if I wasn't directing you. <laughs> Yeah, to probably. places, but I mean, we got it done in like what seven hours. It wasn't that long. Some, it yeah, it was something like that. I like as I've gotten older, I've like kind of grown to appreciate shorter games like that because I spent a lot of my childhood playing games that are like you know you're supposed to sink a shit ton of hours into them. But there's something really mm-hmm. nice about just being able to like sit down for like a couple hours and just like 
you know, bang out, uh, like bang out a quick story mode in a game and, and then Mm -hmm. being done with it, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of nice. It's kind of like, uh, what we were doing recently. Like we were watching a shit ton of Naruto over and over and now we're kind of watching shorter shows in in the meantime. Yeah. I, I, I guess it's like, like longer things or I guess if I said that right, I have no idea, but, uh, like long form media is nice to an extent you know like there's um there's a and like an amount of enjoyment you can get out of that Mm -hmm. but um i think shorter things are preferred for me like just in general it's like shorter content and i don't know i think it's just like it it just like it plays out sort of differently you know like that's that's part of why i like roguelikes so much because you know obviously like you're supposed to dump hundreds and hundreds of hours into those games because of just like the way like their progression systems work but at the same time it's like all you really have to do is like if you're just like in the mood for it just like hop on bang out a couple of runs and you know you're done in like an hour you know right and you know i think it's kind of like you were saying it's nice to it's nice to every once in a while have like a decent 60 hour experience and just like you know dedicate a bunch of hours to it but at the same time it is kind of nice to in between those experiences just like bang out like a like a single season show or um like you know play a a six to ten hour game and you know in like a couple nights and just be done with it right then and there you know yeah and like all of this like saying that i like like shorter form media uh, this comes from someone who likes to play fucking two million hour jrpgs so this is like (laughs) i don't this is real stuff man (laughs) for you you, it's like a requirement yeah because you'll go fucking you'll go fucking crazy yeah i'll go insane if i don't like like all my like like intermission games when i'm like on the downtime from like a heavy stat game it's like it's vital mm. so i mean I've, I've come to appreciate shorter media in all aspects yeah for sure so yeah i don't know um there's not really much of a soundtrack in this game so <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's, not really there's the save music but other than that it's all like ambiance yeah i think i mean just horror games in general are like that because i mean mm-hmm. there's really not much like the last thing you're going to be paying attention to in a horror game is the music. Right. So, yeah. So this game is kind of uh, infamous for, or no, Resident Evil are, are infamous for shitty boss fights. What do you think about Resident Evil 7's boss fights? They were shitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think they're super fucking annoying because like they're, I was listening to a, a video game podcast recently and uh, one of the hosts brought up the idea of like uh, controls in horror games being deliberately clunky and shitty to mm-hmm. enhance the experience because it's like, you know, you can't like this is an Apex Legends where you can fucking tap strafe and bunny hop around and, right. you know it's like, it's like it's purposefully, like it purposely controls really bad to like enhance the horror experience so like that combined with the arenas being like really small and dumb and boss fighting in general just having like a big bad in general 
Yeah, like, I... I get why they would put them in the game, but at the same time, like, it feels both necessary and intrusive. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. I mean, like, the only really good boss fight in the game, in my opinion, is uh, the final boss because it's mostly scripted. Mm-hmm. There's, like, not, not sp- stuff you should, like, actually be doing other than shooting. Yeah, exactly. So I think, like, that is one of the better ones, and I think that if they use that more often, it could be a lot better. Mm-hmm. But, like, all the fights with Jack Baker and stuff, they kind of just suck ass. I thought the final fight with him was cool, where you have to, like, shoot all his eyes, but the first fight is, like, it's genuinely, like, that was the the one point in the game where I was like, I don't want to play this anymore, because it's just straight up not fun. Like, the arena is super small, and he has a ton of reach. What was the second one? With the body bags and the chainsaw? Oh, I I count that one as the first one. Because, like, there's the one in the garage. The one one in the garage isn't really. That one feels. That one reads as more of, like, a scripted fight. That one was fine. Yeah, because you get in the car and then he fucking crashes it. Yeah. I think, like, I think, personally, the first proper boss fight with Jack is the one where you're in the basement with the body bags. Mm hmm. But yeah, like that one's super annoying because like the arena is super small and he has like crazy reach with his weapon and a ton of health. And it's just like it was super annoying. But like all of the other boss fights after that, like I didn't love them. Like they're definitely not like in my fucking watch mojo's top 10 boss fights in video games. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But like they were tolerable, but like. Yeah, the only, like, real bad boss fight is the f- first Jack Baker fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well... I mean, w- at least the Marguerite fight, there was, like, a lot of, like, room to maneuver, you know? Yeah, that's true. Like, you have a whole fucking, like, house, house to maneuver much. around. Yeah, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one doesn't feel as bad. It, it never really did feel as bad, but... No, that one, um, that one, I actually kind of enjoyed that one. Plus she had her big diaper, and that's really gross. Yeah, that was part of why I enjoyed it, because we kept making fun of the fact that she had a diaper on. <laughs> yeah, and then there wasn't a Lewis fight. Yeah, that was weird. Does he show up in 8, or did he just, like, die no, off screen? He just fucks off. Huh, that's weird. And then, um, Zoe, obviously not. Yeah. And then the Mia fights, which are kind of annoying, too. The Mia fights suck, but that's because they're supposed to, obviously. Like, those are meant to be... Those are, like... It doesn't read as one of those, but it definitely is one of those boss fights that you're, like, quote, supposed to lose. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, like, you don't really have any way to defend yourself other than, like, an axe and a pistol that you lose immediately. Yeah, along with your arm. Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I mean, other than that, I mean, there's not really much to talk about. I mean, I feel like you had enough ammo throughout the game. It was pretty fair with that, and, like, all the collectibles were fine. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, like, I don't know. I just, like, I will say, it makes me want to play Resident Evil 8 really bad. Yeah, (laughs) just, like, immediately. Yeah, like, I'm very excited at some point to hop into Resident Evil Village and uh, finishing out Ethan's, Ethan's story. Uh, Resident Evil 8 is, like, way better than 7, in my opinion. 
mm-hmm. when it comes to controls, but that's because they they pretty much just copy pasted Resident Evil Four, but put it in first person. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of like the opinion that I've seen is like Resident Evil Seven is more traditional horror, but Resident Evil Eight definitely leans more into the action aspect of action yeah. horror, and that's there's still some like spooky parts, but it's not like terrifying. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, uh, I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad that you're excited to play more Resident Evil titles. Mm-hmm. Um, I for one, I'm super excited for the four remake to come out. Um, I am too. I'm like the experience that I have with RE4 is kind of like tangential. Like for the most part, like I've never really played it. I did play some of the VR version on uh, the Oculus Quest 2, but I didn't beat it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I've watched you play most of it. About half the game, yeah. Yeah, and then I watched, like, a Let's Play from a YouTuber that I watched. But, like, I've never really properly sat down and played the original. But that is something that I've been wanting to do at some point. I used to think Resident Evil 4's controls suck ass, but once you get used to them, they're not actually that bad. It's actually, like, super good. I'm nice, holding actually. out. I'm holding out for when I can get a copy on the Wii because I've heard that's the best controlling one. Oh uh, yeah, because well, I mean, it's it probably like with the the motion detection, it's probably yeah, like, one of the better ones. I haven't done it myself. Shoot. Yeah, but that seems to know. be like like the general consensus is that like being able to use like the point and shoot is like it's not necessary, but it really fucking helps with the. Uh, with Resident Evil 4 and, like, its, like, base form, I can probably agree with that, but, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm always going to have a soft spot for, like, the original, like, tank controls. Yeah, of course. But that's just because of me. That's just because I'm dumb and a fucking <laughs> dirty hipster. But, yeah. I mean, that's all I really have to talk about on Resident Evil 7. You got anything else for me? Uh... Not, not really. I guess the my kind of like final thought on the game is like, I, I, I like I knew going into the to it that I would like it, but I ended up coming out of it enjoying it a lot more than I thought I was going to. And like, mm-hmm. of of all the Resident Evil games, like Seven is the one that I really wanted to sit down and play, just because like, I mean, it's kind of like the first modern Resident Evil game that's been good in a long time. Right. So the revival. Yeah, like, it, it. Resident Evil 7 is one of those, like, bucket list games that I had, and I'm glad that I finally got to play it, because it was really you, fucking fun. Do you think you'll ever go back and give the antidote to Zoe instead? No. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Damn, you'll, you'll watch, like, a video, like, like a wrap-up video. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, Resident Evil 7 might be one of those games that I just kind of play once and not touch again, just because, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, you tried doing it like, with RE2 and it kind of sucked. Yeah, because, like, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, there's nothing, like, bad about it that makes me not want to go back and play it. It's just kind of one of those games where it's like, you know, I experienced it the first time, and I don't know that going back and playing it a second time would enhance my experience. Right. Like, I think, like, my first time playing it was, like, peak, and then every other subsequent playthrough after that would probably just be diminishing returns at that point. Right. Cool. Well, do you have a VR segment this week? 
I f- oh uh last last episode I talked shit on Nintendo for not getting the Persona <laughs> series, but uh this last Nintendo Direct they announced that Persona is coming to Switch. So that's yeah, cool. Nintendo fans rejoice. Nintendo I'm actually very like. Persona 5 is another one of those bucket list games that I was just talking about, and so, like, I'm very excited to finally have an option that's not the PS4, because, like, yeah. all, like, all respect to PlayStation, I'm not, like, I, You're not I, a... <laughs> like, I really have no allegiance to any one console, except for the fact that the DualShock PlayStation controllers, every iteration of the DualShock have been genuinely some of the worst video game controllers Ever. They're fucking mm. awful and I hate them and I've never liked them. Uh so it's good to know that I can play Persona on a console that doesn't have shit controllers. <laughs> that's mm. like my that's like my one gripe. Cause like shit. Like PlayStation exclusives are really fucking good. Like I loved God of War. Uh I liked Last of Us. Last of Us Part Two can Spider-Man. kind of fuck clean off. Spider Man PS4 is really good. Like, PlayStation has good games. It does not have good controllers. Although I haven't tried the DualSense, and I've heard very good things about it. Only, uh, only advice I have: I wouldn't play Persona Five on Switch. <laughs> yeah, because that's gonna look and probably run awful. Yeah. Um, any other thing I'd say is good? Uh, Persona Four Golden would probably be good on Switch and Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Persona Five is the only one I would say probably don't get on Switch, <laughs> but. I mean, if it's your only way to be able to experience it, then uh, I guess it's uh, something you got to do, and it's a good thing that's on there. Then <laughs> they did also, <laughs> they did also announce that the new Sonic game is going to be on Switch. <laughs> it, looks, it looks awful. That game looks like shit. It looks mm-hmm. like a potato is running it. <laughs> I feel like I get the need to put it on Switch because it's like right. you know the Switch is a heavy hitter, but like God damn, like it and- looks not good. <laughs> Near Automata, it's also going to run really badly, Nier, I think. Near does look terrible. Like, <laughs> people, like, people dog on, like, there have been a lot of Switch ports recently that have been, like, cloud versions. Um, I know, like, Hitman got a cloud version. The Kingdom Hearts games are cloud versions. Cloud versions, yeah. And, like, it does kind of blow because it means, like, they're technically not running on the Switch. And, like, I get why people would be hung up on that, but there are certain games where it's just, like, it's just a fucking necessity. Because, like, yeah. the Switch just, like... As as much as that console has been, like, innovative for, like, handheld gaming, it just, like... I mean, every Nintendo console has just been, like, it doesn't... It is not up to snuff with, like, you know, modern consoles and, like... yeah. Like, especially with some of these newer games, like... Just get the Steam Deck. That's true. <laughs> that's very true. But, like, I, like the Switch just, like, cannot handle that stuff. And as the years go by, like, it is more and more starting to show. Yeah. Apparently the Steam Deck is really good, too. So, I'm like, that's I was what I've heard. And, yeah, I was like... I, I thought it was going to be bad, but I still, like, was super interested. And, you know, I've been hearing that it's just, like... It's just good. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I was, like, genuinely surprised, because I, I was kind of in the same boat. Like, I totally thought the Steam Deck was going to crash and burn, but I've heard, like, nothing but great things about it. Mm-hmm. And it's, so. like, it's kind of, like, perfect, because, like, I mean, 
the switch was sort of the like like the one-stop shop for like indie games and whatnot but like the steam deck is kind of like its first real like competitor and it stand like it is it's like a real like it's not going to be a switch killer right like no no console is going to be a nintendo console killer you know what i mean right like it's but it's another option yeah it's like an actual proper alternative and it's Mm -hmm. it's very nice I'd even go to say, I haven't got my hands on one yet, so don't quote me. I'd say it's probably a better option for like bigger titles, like AAA titles on the go. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Switch still knocks out of the park with any actual like Nintendo titles. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it, it's definitely worth having a Switch uh, if you're a Nintendo fan. But, um, I mean, if you're going to like be playing games like random AAA titles and shit... Um, or like the Final Fantasy VII remake, I'm pretty sure is on Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd stick with that, you know, for like. I mean, it's for... kind of just like a great alternative to PC gaming in general, right? Like if exactly, you can afford yeah, you like a thousand dollar computer, like just yeah. get a Steam Deck and you effectively get the same PC experience without like the, a mouse and keyboard. Like it's yeah, and it's you can kind still, of like you still can. It's a really ingenious idea because um, you can just. You, all you have to do is um, connect it to a monitor because they have their own thing too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if I ever got a Steam Deck, I'd probably um, plug it into a TV or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but uh, I'm not trying to dog on the Switch at all. The Switch is no, still very I mean, good. The Switch is a fucking powerhouse. Like, yeah, it's it's like, amazing. It's it's one of the most innovative consoles within the last like ten years. Mm-hmm. minus the Wii, but that wasn't within the last 10 years, so there you go. Um, yeah. But, like, I think... I also think we need a new, like, Nintendo device, to be honest, like a yes. Switch 2. Yes, I mean, you know, basically, like I was saying, right, like, as the years go by, it more and more shows that the Switch is just, like, behind. And mm-hmm. it is, like, Nintendo desperately needs, like, a Switch Pro of some sort. Yeah. I did um... hear... I have heard rumors that the OLED model was supposed to be the Switch Pro, but they didn't have the... Because of the chip shortage that was going on, they couldn't mass-produce them like they wanted to. So they just right. released the OLED model, model and called it there, which was kind of dumb, but whatever. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Um, yeah, because that came out 2017, right? That was alongside like Xbox One and shit. Mm-hmm. And now, now they're all moving on, so they're kind of behind a little bit. But, I mean, yeah. still, Switch Switch is still very good, so... Yep. Do you have a VR segment, Declan? Not really. I'm glad that we <laughs> talked on and on about this, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of a double whammy, mm. but still. Yeah, I don't really... Uh... Oh, wait, I guess uh, this would kind of go along with the plug stuff, but I guess we can use it here, but uh, VR segment. Um, we have a Discord now. <laughs> That's true. We do have a Discord. We have so... an official Call of Safe Point Discord. It's a community Discord, so yeah. Um, I'll put a link in the uh, description of both the show and this episode going forward. So, yes. Um, if you'd like to join that, you can uh, click on that little link. Come on Correct. by. Yes. But yeah. Um, I guess we can move on to what we're going to do. All right. So, I. Uh, uh, 
full disclosure, Declan knows what the next game is going to be. I had to tell him. Yep. Because. Uh, uh, but it, there's we very. Have this idea. Yeah, something. There's something very exciting going on. So Declan, not too long ago, approached me about doing like call a safe point live streams, like on Twitch. Mm-hmm. So spoiler alert: we're going to be streaming this next game on Twitch. Yeah. Uh, but what we're going to be doing is uh, we're going to be playing the Binding of Isaac. And we're going to be doing a completely new save file, and we're going to do co-op runs. So, mm-hmm. uh, And we're going to stream it all on Twitch. Uh, so you can go to, what is it, twitch.tv slash call a save point, probably. Yep. And I'll, um, I'll put that in the description, too. Yeah, and we'll, we'll tweet it and whatnot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it'll be, we'll stream it on Twitch. Uh, our first stream is going to be... Uh, on the Monday this episode goes up, uh, at the time of recording, we don't have an exact time. I don't know. Should we just come up with an exact time? Uh, no. Well, let's just we'll update you guys on both the Discord and the Twitch, or not the okay. Twitch, at the the Twitter. Yeah. All right. But yeah. So our first stream will be on the Monday that this episode goes up. So uh, keep an eye out for that if you're listening to this right as the episode comes out. Um, but yeah. So that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be playing The Binding of Isaac Repentance, and we're going to be streaming it on Twitch. Yep. Um, I'm not exactly sure how much we'll uh, stream for the the episode for The Binding of Isaac goes up, but um, it doesn't stop there. Uh, We'll just stream whenever we can slash want, and uh, we're going to try and finish at least one of these save files on there. (laughs) (laughs) yeah it'll probably just be one yeah our like we will like continue to play like that was kind of our idea was to like finish a save file for Mm -hmm. like like for our twitch so yeah our like our isaac streams will continue after the binding of isaac episode episode comes out this was just sort of like the kickstart to start doing that so yeah i guess that's sort of a, a double announcement like we are going to be streaming as the podcast and our next episode will be the binding of isaac which we will be streaming and as far as streams go that's another uh thing you can uh send us what like things you'd like to see um i don't foresee us streaming um a lot of our games um but if there are certain things you'd like to see uh, i.e like um I don't know, like challenge things or like uh, specific games, uh, we can accommodate. Uh, yeah. So, and when we have ideas, we'll send them out. Uh, yeah, we're not going to sure. we're not going to make a schedule or anything, but uh, we will let you guys know in advance before we stream. Yeah, for sure. So that is uh, that is what we're going to be doing. Yay! We're going to become uh, a multimedia conglomerate. Yeah, um, it's only a matter of time before we start uploading Let's Plays. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah. We're going to be a Let's Play channel, Twitch streamers, podcasters. Podcast. We're going to uh, start... Make music. We're going to make music. I've been... <laughs> Maybe. It's possible. It's not... A... That's a non-zero chance. Call a uh, save point band. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to call a drum set for me. <laughs> <laughs> Call a save point family band. 
<laughs> I'll be the tambourines. <laughs> what are we, a bluegrass band? Exactly. Yep. Who's who's gonna have the cowbell? Uh, James Hodgkinson, definitely. Dang. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. So. So yeah, that's it. That's the episode. So it's uh, it's Deck plug and plug time. Our shit, bitch. All right, damn. All right, we got uh. Our Twitter is at Call a Save Point. Uh, give us a follow there. Um, you can send us an email or uh, DM or go into our Discord. But email specifically is at Call a Save Point Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, join our Discord. It is in the description. Uh, we'll welcome you to the family with open arms. Um, and uh yeah leave us a review on any of your preferred platforms uh we appreciate it mm-hmm. and uh follow us on twitch and join the discord did you yep, say this? all of that all, yeah i said this <laughs> not, okay. not the twitch one i did the discord one <laughs> okay <laughs> but yeah follow us on twitch at uh yes, call us, follow us on twitch we'll put yeah. we'll put this in the episode description especially the new yeah. stuff but yeah yeah it'll all be there so yes we hope to see you soon Oh yeah. Also, uh, obviously, we didn't get to do our quick save last month, so we've just we're probably just gonna do it at some point this month. Yeah. So. We had some Anyways. stuff, some stuff come up, and it yeah. f- fucked us. Yeah, we didn't didn't exactly get around to it because of this stuff, but. It's all oh, good. this episode is going up on the fourth of July. Happy yeah. America Day, everybody. I hope no, you, fuck I hope America you Day. love this fucking country. This no, fucking fuck shithole. Yeah. Get the celebrate, fuck out of here, America. Celebrate Independence Day by starting a revolution. Mm-hmm. Go, Real independence. Go, go riot. Go actually I probably shouldn't I probably shouldn't sanction burning down government buildings on Independence Day on a live podcast. Uh, go protest peacefully. Yeah, go go protest. <laughs> nah. You know what? Fuck peaceful protesting. Go cause some. Go start some shit. Because clearly peaceful protests don't fucking work anymore. So to go, go start some shit. Go fucking. Just don't don't commit felonies. Maybe like yeah, you well, can I get mean, away. You can get nah, away. Who with gives some a fuck? Honestly, just do whatever you want. For real. <laughs> go go be a felon on Independence Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, go, Independence Day is for committing felonies. You're digging yourself a hole. Uh, <laughs> go go do what you want. Fuck the overturning of Roe vs. Wade. Uh, all of that shit sucks. Um, so, yeah, fuck America. Fuck Independence Day. We'll see you guys later. Yeah, bye, everybody. <laughs>